Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Is it Wednesday? It's Wednesday. So it's, it's such a beautiful day. Show? Yeah, it is. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's White Hat Wednesday. Um, Welcome, such a pretty day today. It's yeah, you know, gorgeous. it's going to be a beautiful day. So in uh, at least yeah. north of Salt Lake City. Yeah, where you are. it's fantastic yeah. today. Hope it is where you are. Yeah, we really enjoyed coffee on the patio and yeah. you know watching Great the birds and the sunrise the and all that kind of stuff. It mm-hmm. was pretty pretty lovely. Hey, um, you know sometimes we we forget to say hey shout out. Let us know where you're listening from, um, and if you're new to listenership too. That's kind of always. And also fun. maybe mm-hmm. if you haven't uh, liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel, maybe explain yourself in the comments. <laughs> just tell us why you wouldn't make time to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, if you are looking to like and subscribe, it's uh, Jim Rhodes slash Octane Group. On YouTube. On YouTube. That's the best way to find us because all the the stuff lands there. So all the fresh stuff is going to end up there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't have to be a member of a certain Mm -hmm. Facebook group or whatever to to find the stuff. So we recommend Mm -hmm. subscribing over there and you'll you'll get all the new notifications, turn on your notifications so you get the new stuff, especially those Tote the Note podcasts. we got some more coming up. Exactly. Um, Today is White Hat Wednesday. And just kind of let you all know that we've been working really, really hard on um, creating, um, putting together a website so that anyone who's like, what in the heck is White Hat Way? And what is it that that's our, our core, our nucleus, nucleus, I can't even say that this morning. Um, apparently I haven't had enough coffee, but, uh, so we're, we're, we should be launching that, um, within the next week or two. Yeah. Uh, can I, so that it's a little bit I better explanation. A about that? Yeah. I think that it's going to be important for folks to understand what White Hat Way is, what it's all about, and decide if it really fits for their own business strategy, Mm -hmm. like kind of how they Mm -hmm. want to be known in their community. Because I think the part that has been eating at me for some time now is, you know, as a consultant advisor, I find myself working with dealers to try to break free from whatever pattern they've been in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So bear with me. This has a white hat tie in. So (laughs) one of the things that I find in working with dealers and and today's topic is kind of loosely related to this, but I think it's more about this, the month of May and collections and how do we have an impact on this industry? How do you solve Mm -hmm. the stuff? Well, here's what, here's how you don't solve it in action staying where you are, Mm -hmm. doing the same thing we've always done. Um, This, and I think we see in the White Hat way an opportunity to, let's change the narrative. Let's, Let's look at the thing differently. Let's start taking steps to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So our conversation today around collections is really just one vein Mm -hmm. of many topics that will be here's we can we can just accept that certain things are the way they are and just live with it and and deal with it but there's a high price we pay for that so mm-hmm. i'm just saying one of the things that i i identified that one of my greatest fears in business is suffering the high cost of inaction yep okay? I, yeah I, w- I ran across a little sticky note that you yeah. actually wrote that down so that applies to me as a business prominently. person it applies mm-hmm. to our dealer clients it applies to our vendors in the industry mm-hmm. if we do nothing different why would we expect a different outcome a different result uh so it's like 
I think what you're seeing in Jim and Michelle is that we're stepping forward with this white hat way. We're inviting people to join us. Yeah. And so I think, you know, these white hat Wednesday conversations are just examples. They're little slivers of how it matters to our industry. And when we certainly understand not everybody's going to subscribe to what we're suggesting over Mm -hmm. here in terms of, of the approach, but when people will make time to understand how white hat approach that's the label we put on it. It's the white what, what Michelle approach, called yeah. the nucleus of what we're about. Mm-hmm. When you make time to understand that, then you can see how this lets you step forward in a way that is virtually no risk. You don't, you don't suffer any by taking a step in the, these directions that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so it's a way to get, it's a way to break out of the rut and to yeah. have a different experience for both the dealer and consumer. So we're just, um, I'm, I'm feeling energized, committed <laughs> yes. to powering through yeah. on, on this whole white hat uh, thing. And so we're in the coming weeks, we're going to be inviting lots of folks to join us yeah. in this uh, kind of advancing the white hat uh, idea. Yeah. And so we'll, uh, we'll keep working. So on. we have the URL whitehatway.com and the, the um, website is, um, is, Right now, it's just just a holding page. It says coming soon, but we are actively working on on that and all the explanations so that it, someone can go there. If you know, if someone asks you, "What is White Hat Way?" or if you're new to listening, "What What is White Hat Way?" that you'll be able to to really get a good description um, and understanding about how all the pieces fit together. Uh, right now, one of the better places to go to understand White Hat Way because it's going to be on every one of our websites is at by here repair nation television um there's a really beautiful description there's actually a picture of of uh jim's grandfather pablo um and a tie-in to that but so before we uh move on uh, george spat said something very funny and i already posted it on there he says enjoy the patio winter in salt lake city starts in a couple of months that's right thank you george that's right we're soaking it up over here george we know it's a short summer and good morning from uh from sunny scottsdale too yeah good morning y'all we appreciate you tuning in so yeah i think um Mm -hmm. that's just kind of what i wanted to get said so i think Mm -hmm. people will know as we kind of continue with these white hat wednesdays which you know we're 50 plus episodes now Mm -hmm. of white hat uh Wednesday and mm-hmm. and that's going to continue because we we got to continue to promote this idea mm-hmm. and help folks understand the the value that mm-hmm. they can enjoy by you know starting to explore these these things and start to implement some of them in their business. Yeah. So today will be one example. We're going to talk yeah. about why customers lie. Mm-hmm. You got something else there? Well, I just wanted to say good morning, Tommy. Hey, Tommy Sonny Brandis. Pence, uh, um, Tommy's going to be on, on the show with us at the, the, the last 30th, White Hat Wednesday. Of the, yeah, yeah, I think it's the 30th. And by the way, for those tuning in today, just know that, and we'll mention again on the 31st, but Tommy is the one who came up with the phrase White, White Hat, Hat Wednesday. Wednesday. He White knew Wednesday. we were working on White mm-hmm. Hat Way, and, and uh, mm-hmm. so he appeared so with us was, on the very first Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, of, we, I, we actually unveiled White Hat Way um, when we, we started talking about it before we launched the buy here, payer Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, cause there are, there are specific things in the Institute that have a white hat symbol. And so it's like, these are more, um, the squiggly lines, the, yeah. the, um, the intangibles, these are like, how do you want to be known by your community that, you know, that kind of question. And so we'd already done that. And then mm-hmm. when we were talking to Tommy and we, we started in on starting this podcast, he's like, you should do a white hat Wednesday. So thank you, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy was going to appear that. with us yeah. on a, probably was a Wednesday, June 1st. And he said, and why about his, we call it white hat 
Fat Wednesday. Yeah. And there it is. It, there. So thanks, Tommy. <laughs> thank thank yeah. you, Tommy. Yeah. Um, before we actually get into the topic, too, Maggie Pagesic is going to be joining us on Friday right. to talk about collections and um, and your phone, uh, how you handle people on the phone. So, yeah. Um, yeah, make sure you turn it, tune in then because that'll be good. It's always fun to have Maggie. And one more too. quick mention, August mm -hmm. 1st. We'll talk more about this in the coming weeks. Oh, yeah. But August 1st, we've targeted the, the date. Let's save that date on your calendar. It should mm -hmm. be a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're moving ahead with our next uh, all-day live stream, which yes. is more likely to be four sessions this time so around. So it'll be so, a little shorter, but um, still some really important pieces It's another we're example where we're not just going to um, sit here and deal with the status mm -hmm. quo and let everything stay the same. We're yeah. going to jump out there and yeah. we're going to learn some stuff. We're going to ask people to um, Deal structure. Yeah. So we'll deal talk about structure, that more as we structure. move ahead yeah. here. But and uh, yeah, we're I'm, I'm we're right now um, um, uh, currently working on the lineup of people that will be there. And those of you who have listened or attended um, some of the other things that we've done, um, whether it be the with Tommy Brandis, the yeah. first town hall, and then this last um, uh, all day live event that we did um, on secession planning and and um, uh, just having a, just a solid business yeah. plan um, that we, we get some people that are well-respected in the community or in the buy here, pay here community to come. And, and so, you know, we, we, we should have some, some uh, people that, you know, already. Um, yeah. This is going to be a little different. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things people that you will see there as vendors, be, will be the ones who will bring raw data to the conversation. That is one thing That's that we've been telling um, people that we're talking to is that That's that, to. that we we don't want to hear in generalities. We don't want to hear about average. Well, we do want to hear about the average, but we want the raw data we're behind not, yeah, it. We're not going to um, talk about yeah. numbers anecdotally on yes, that day. We're going to drill into the real numbers. Yeah. Hi, Karen Barnett <laughs> out east. Yeah. Okay. So to the topic. To the topic. Why do customers lie or hide i mean I, you know i don't know i was hoping you'd know this morning do you have any information well, we about kind of that? talked about it this morning oh. we've talked about it a couple of times but um <laughs> you know yeah we had a really great conversation we usually do um discuss the day's topic during our morning coffee time which is at least an hour that we spend just you know um enjoying the morning and then uh we allow jim to wake up and finish at least right. a cup of coffee yeah. um so that he can um because sometimes if i get up earlier than he does and i hit him the minute he he is up i'm like what do you think it did it and he goes coffee baby not have just, coffee. yeah i can't, I can't understand what <laughs> give you're me saying. what no yeah. no comprehend yeah um uh so we had a really great discussion this morning and we're talking about a lot of different pieces about why we feel um the buy here payer customer uh not the but why there are buy here pay here customers mm -hmm. that lie or hide because not every one of them does mm -hmm. right um, and so, you know, we're, we wanted to, uh, as we get started, can we start with the troublemaker? So just kind of like, yeah. like let's, Jim does a lot of polls mm -hmm. um, and they're really helpful. And we don't always, you know, use this. It's, sometimes it's just so that people in the industry can kind of take a look at what are others doing? What is the perception? What is, and then, and then at times we'll pull these into um, podcasts or, uh, or some of our just education that we, that we do. And so this is um, one 
that uh, dealer poll, and this was a percentage of troublemakers or deadbeats. So these are people that, I mean, are a thorn or can feel like a thorn in the side of dealers and collectors. And, you know, they're the ones that just that uh, are causing a, a huge um, uh, amount of friction and yeah. strife. So, yeah, there's a separate thing that I, I wish I could have located, but so let's go slowly on this because I think it's important. It's a, an important <laughs> backdrop for the Sorry. conversation. Sorry. Did you hear when Hugo's like, when you said, let's start with Troublemaker, I thought Tommy, Tommy. was going to be on the show. Oh, yeah. No, that mur, makes sense. Mur, yeah. Mur, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good one, Hugo. Okay. Yes. Good one. So, okay. So Troublemaker. Yeah. Or so so the, I'm trying to find the exact phrasing of the question. And and I'll, by the way, I'll share in the mm -hmm. um in the comments of the broadcast afterwards, the link to the actual polls. Mm -hmm. One of them was from 2022 and the other from 2021. So, you know, locating those, mm -hmm. but you've got the data right here. I think the important thing is the question is what percentage of your customers would you describe as troublemakers or quote unquote deadbeats who are just out to take advantage of anyone and everyone? Like yeah. that's just, they're yeah. just out to take advantage. And, if you can see the numbers there, like 10% or less, like 60, is that 62%? 62% say it's 10% or less. And then you add another 23% mm -hmm. that say it's 2% or less. Right. So, um, which to me is like a quarter of the people that, that answered the poll. Do you remember how many people answered in total? Uh, it was like 53 or 53. something. Yeah. So a quarter of the people said less than 2% are troublemakers. Yeah. Um, and then you add another 62% to that and it's 10% or less. So what we're looking at is on average, 60, 70, 80, 85%. Something like that. About 85% of the people that are, um, that are, uh, when we talk to, to dealers, 85% of the dealers out there say 10% or less of their people are troublemakers. Right. Mm -hmm. Or said another way. 85% of the customers are not troublemakers, right? Or 80, you know, whatever yeah. the percentage yeah. is like. 90% of your customers plus are not troublemakers. Yeah. So I think this is an important backdrop because what it does is it says, okay, so the customers who are lying to us, are they doing it because they have an intent to take advantage of us? Like that's just mm -hmm. a real question that we and mm -hmm. I think we don't we don't have the answers here today, but these polls suggest that dealers and their perception mm -hmm. is that the customer, the vast majority of the customers are not troublemakers or these quote unquote deadbeats. I hate the phrase, but it's like if you if you if you think about what is that definition, then dealers in the poll said that's not our typical customer, right? That is definitely mm -hmm. the exception. And I, I gotta mention, I remember looking at the thing and uh, Luke Godwin, our, you know, our friend, fellow podcaster, he wrote in that 2%. And th that response was like 12 of the 53 or something said 2%. Like it's a small, small number, single digit number. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, a bunch of them voted in for that. Some yeah. of that's mm -hmm. going to be underwriting, of course, but the, the most of it is just, it's the reality is that's a real small sliver of our population that is really troublemakers take advantage and a thief and a crook and whatever other label you want. Like they're just out to take advantage. And so regardless that, their, what, that their intent right. in entering into a business arrangement with you is to take advantage of you. And that's 
how I phrased the question yeah. is basically is that, you know, are they, are they looking to take advantage of anyone and everyone? Well, most mm-hmm. people aren't. Most mm-hmm. people that show up mm-hmm. to buy your payer dealership, they're just looking for wheels or trying to get uh, mm-hmm. a, a way to work tomorrow. And they're going through their life in the same way. And they you have and good intentions. Our, yeah. That's to, not their yeah. intention to take mm-hmm. advantage of anybody. Now we know that as this thing kind of um, unfolds, you can go ahead and show the other. Uh, okay. The other question was, what letter grade would you give your entire portfolio in terms of honesty? So again, this is, this is just, we're asking that. So we gave, I gave a plus a minus B C right on down to so a plus was nearly all are truthful. Okay. Um, B was most are truthful. Most of the time, mm-hmm. a C was probably representative of the larger population. Yeah. Um, I don't even see D on here, but I no, see no F. It's no one's a D. I don't remember what it was, but F was we're still waiting for our first honest, honest customer. That was my my phrasing on the the answer, mm-hmm. but it's like it's obviously being a smart lead, but there were very few people that said yeah. that that, that customers are all white. So those of you who are just listening, um uh the A, nearly all are truthful um nearly all the time. That was six percent. Um, so six percent of the the people that that uh, um, answered the poll. Uh, B, which is most are truthful most of the time, was thirty four percent. So when you add those two together, you know we're talking about forty percent of the people that at, that added their voice to this. Forty percent are at least truthful most of the time. Okay, okay. and then C was fifty four percent. 54% was probably represented of the larger population. Yeah. So that so means they're just like you just and me. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're no just, different. Yeah. The sliver of, mm-hmm. of customers who are, mm-hmm. you know, dishonest mm-hmm. is the same as it would be in a mm-hmm. percentage of people at any grocery store. It's like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's representative of the population. So that's what, that was yeah. the largest so answer. D didn't have any. And then F was 6% again, 6% still waiting for someone to be honest. Right. right. Okay. And so I think, you know, what this tells us is that the typical consumer um, is not out to take advantage of us. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll put these polls out there and you'll see people, you know, and sometimes they're of course just kidding, but sometimes there's this predominant view in buy here, pay here that, you know, the customers are lying when their lips are moving, right? We've heard that. We have of, heard, that. heard that. But and I'm so, kind of thinking that when we hear that, that's from um, more of this segment that say waiting for someone to be truthful. So that's like, like 6% of the people that polled but I believe that we can let, we don't have to speculate. Like mm-hmm. we can let our audience decide what they, what mm-hmm. they interpret when they hear someone say the customers are lying when their lips are moving. The okay, polls have suggested most dealers don't really feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so, so the question is if, if, if we are having that position and we think all the customers are liars, then we have to ask ourselves, where does that come from? Why, why would we have that perception? Because our question today is, you know, why, why do customers lie and hide from us? So we mm-hmm. want to start to break that down. Um, mm-hmm. And we may run a little past 30 minutes because we started a little bit late on the, the, the meat of the conversation. But basically, when we think about why customers lie, I, I made some notes based on my own direct experience. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously my own years of managing dealerships and owning a dealership and, and now working with dealers all across the country. We, I think often they're lying to us because 
they're scared. So let's back up. What, what do they know when they come into a relationship with us? If you're a dealer, Michelle, mm-hmm. and I start, I buy a car from you and I finance with you, what would I expect would be the approach in the collections department? And where would I form that opinion? You're probably going to form <laughs> that opinion based on past experience, past experience with other dealers. Yeah. If you've, if you've had buy here, pay your financing somewhere else or some other creditor, mm-hmm. you're going to anticipate because what else would you be basing on it? You're going to anticipate that there's going to be a certain approach from the collection department based on yeah. what I know from my and, past. And I kind of think it's, I, when we were talking about it this morning that I think it's not just buy here, pay here, but it's in general that, um, the experience that a lot of our customers have is that, um, you know, they're scared, they're desperate, they're, you know, they're going to say what they need to say to be able to keep in the car because their experience through the relative immediate past or through their whole life has been when I am truthful that I get in trouble. Right. Right. Um, or that it's, they've been trained that if I lie, I will keep out of trouble. Yeah. And, and so there's, you know, this, this, uh, lying is, and I, you know, I, I'm not a psychologist. I play one on the morning show. (laughs) I don't think that lying is something that is intrinsically written in our DNA. I don't believe it. I think that children, one of the reasons why they have the thing that say children say the darndest things is because children don't understand lying. They say what they think, what they see, what they feel. They just say it. And then they start to get into trouble for saying what they think, what they see, what they feel. And so I think that there's, uh, there's, you know, if it, I'm not trying to go back to like it, this goes back to their childhood, but I think that that's, that's where children learn that, Hey, I can tell a fib and not, or or to protect myself or whatever is because I got in trouble for thinking or saying what I thought, feel, or saw directly. Yeah. And I'm not a psychologist either. I I just think we know that a lot of what we know from child (laughs) psychology also Mm -hmm. applies to basic human psychology, which is case you're basically making. And I think, so we look at that and without being psychologists, we can look at the thing and say, why would customers choose to lie to us? Well, Mm -hmm. because they have something to gain from it. Mm -hmm. Or they have something to hide. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. they have, um, and, and why would they hide that? Because they, they think if they reveal it, there's going to be some punitive action. So mm-hmm. I think really where this, you know, you can go through all the reasons that we think that, um, you know, customers feel like they have to lie to us. One, you know, we know that mm-hmm. our customers have become quite good at telling fibs and, and, and why would they do that? Because it buys them time in the past mm-hmm. um, with other creditors, they have been able to tell a story and and get an understanding to pay double on their next pay period or however that mm-hmm. looks. And so they they tell fibs. And mm-hmm. our system has to be set up in a way that it it sort of just strips that away. Mm-hmm. It just sort of we but but to do that, we have to be in a place with the customer. We have to have a relationship yes. where they can trust that they can be honest with us and not pay some severe price. So then, um, well, and, and I just, I want to add just a little caveat that, yeah, there are people that it is called part of their culture. 
Yeah. They're raised in a culture where you just lie and that there are people like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so again, they have to be taught that, which also says that they can be untaught that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you're not going to flip a switch and it's like all of a sudden they're going to be honest with everybody mm -hmm. um, that, that they, that they work with, but mm -hmm. you can teach them to be honest with you sure. and you can make them feel like they can be honest with you without having um, a punitive experience. Yeah. And so to me, that is, mm -hmm. we have to be prepared to reward honesty, at least not penalize it. We have to meet the customer mm -hmm. halfway on whatever's going on. I saw Tommy. Yeah, Tommy's, there. and this is, he's car, create a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's, we're in the car business, the create a relationship business. And that's Tommy's absolute credit that car yeah. is create a relationship. They, and, and I love that Tommy has always said, customers are survivors when we ask them to describe mm -hmm. it's like they they just they they do what they have to do to be able to they're to they're they're good at doing what they have to do to be able to survive and part of what they feel like they have to do mm -hmm. is lie because they don't have the money mm -hmm. today yeah and the, so they they need to come up with a story or a mm -hmm. lie so that they won't get their car repossessed because they're just doing what they feel like they have to do to navigate yeah. today you know and, and so, so you know we talk about that it's, it's a relationship right mm -hmm. um that it's create a relationship that someone that doesn't necessarily know you or trust you is going to feel more comfortable with mm -hmm. lying to you right um and and so right there is that's that's like that's the meat on the bone right is is you're like reversing that because when i say someone who doesn't know you and doesn't trust you is going to feel more comfortable with lying to you yeah. than if you become known and trusted. That's that's an action part on the dealer's part, is to become known and trusted. Um, that is not something that you just it's it's it that requires action on the dealer's part to be known by their customer and to be trusted by their customer. So in our comments on the thing, we talked about the KLT factor. You can yes. look it up online. The KLT is mm -hmm. known, liked, and trusted. And that's typically used more in a marketing context of helping your customer get to know you because mm -hmm. they tend to do business with people they trust. But we know that it applies mm -hmm. over here on this side of our business too. So, you know, to follow up on, on Tommy's thing about create a relationship, well, how do you do that? Like how do, mm -hmm. how do any relationship, take it outside of buy your payer for a minute. How do you how do you create a bond like your best friend forever? What, how did, how did that bond get formed? What happened? And so mm -hmm. there's, first of all, you have to get to know them, right? Know them on some level. Which I, which is hard to do if the only communication you have with them is at closing or when it's time to get into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. The past due and now we're calling and we got exactly. kind of a nasty exactly. tone. And, and so it's like, I think that whole relationship piece of, you know, we apply this to the collection side. And by mm -hmm. the way, when I say known, liked, and trusted, I don't mean that they get to know XYZ finance company. Finance companies don't care. Company is a company. They have to get to know you, which might mean your collection team. It might mean you as the dealer principal. It might mean the collection supervisor. They have to get to know you as people. So that, mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I've, I've thought about, like how, how did I try to set that stage? You've heard me say that mm -hmm. it was my practice in closings that we would say to a customer and we did some little short videos. Like I would try to be saying to the customer again and again, look, there's not going to be anything that comes up 
mm-hmm. during the time that you have this car financed with us that we can't sit in the room together and talk about it and figure it out. Obviously mm-hmm. that without even saying it, that, mm-hmm. that tells the customer, you can come clean with me. Yeah. And I think there's one more quick tie in on that. When in the collections or in the underwriting process, rather mm-hmm. in underwriting, when we look at a customer's credit story and we see that there are problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're able to discuss that with a customer very freely and say, we're prepared to try to move ahead with you with financing, uh, with your thousand dollar down payment. Uh, we see this, this, and this, let's talk about that. Explain that. The, the idea here is that if, if you're my customer mm-hmm. and, and I have that conversation with you and I ask you to come clean about the ugly parts of your credit history, mm-hmm. cause I need to know it. I need to understand you and kind of what put you in this place credit wise and whatever. I want to understand mm-hmm. it. And as we go through that and you are able to share with me the ugliest parts of your credit story and we still move ahead, we still move into a relationship, then what mm-hmm. have we created? We have created a scenario where uh, you feel like you, there's mm-hmm. there's not really much of anything you can't talk to me about. And well, and it's and, and that is like, you know, uh, that does create a level of trust. But I think that we also need to honor that the days are gone where we see our customers at least once a month. Um, The days are gone. So it was easier in the days before ACH. It was easier before some of the different shifts and how um, culturally for you to keep a relationship, an ongoing relationship with your customer. Um, And so, you know, because they're going to come in and you're going to hear the stories and you're going to small talk like you do at the closing and you're going to know the things that are happening and you're going to have them come in and say, hey, Marjorie, it's great to see you. How'd your mom do in her surgery? Mm -hmm. The, The days are gone for that to be the rule. It's the exception now. Well, and, but there are ways. And so it may not, it may not be as many ways for us to get customers to come so that we can get to know them. Like we can do barbecues and invite them and we Mm -hmm. can try to get to know them on a more personal. So how do you do it? Well, among the things we can do is make sure until we get a chance to sit with them and get to know them, let's make sure we're getting out there and getting, allowing them to get to know us. Mm -hmm. So that can mean collectors, collections, everybody on the team that they're getting to know us. So, you know, gosh, TikTok is a thing. And, and, 30 seconds at a time, I can get out on TikTok and Facebook and I can say things. And in my Facebook reviews, I can respond in a way that people can see, Hey, you can trust me. I, mm-hmm. my, I, my intention is such that I want you to be successful. And if I keep saying it and I keep looking them in the eye and I say it again and again, eventually it's this known, liked, and trusted. It's mm-hmm. easy for them to get to know you. You can be all over social media and they'll get to know you. But mm-hmm. They may or may not like you. depends on what you're saying on social media, but but to step into a place where they trust, trust you, you, how does that happen? So, so this is where we feel like you, when you think about white hat way, yeah, we can, we can spend our days on the podcast talking about the cost of car and the markup on your car, where to set your interest rate and all those kind of things. But if we don't start talking about this stuff about trust and mm-hmm. how dealers can earn that bond with a customer, then I don't see our charge off rates changing. I just don't see our charge off rates improving. If we don't learn how to connect with our consumer mm-hmm. at a, a really yeah. interpersonal level where yeah. they can begin to feel comfortable communicating with us, because right now they probably face some retribution, you know, so it's just, again, we can break this down, but it's like, what happens when a customer is truthful with us? What happens when a customer lies to us? What's the outcome and how can we facilitate the kind of relationship that would allow the customer to feel 
Like they can be honest. Like with I us. know you and I can be honest with you. And I know that yeah. you're when I know Mr. Dealer that you're I mean I believe you when you say that you want this account to work out well. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. So if I believe that, then I'm more comfortable stepping in, approaching you, talking to you, working out whatever the thing is. And so this is all just dialogue. Like this is part of the, the buy here, payer that Michelle and I call squiggly lines. Like mm -hmm. it's not so cut and dried. It's not so straight lines like price of car and all these kind of things. That's straight line stuff. Mm -hmm. When you step over here into this squiggly line stuff that is white education, it's like we're asking dealers to get more comfortable with this idea. And, and so... This is part of where marketing too. And by the way, that whole scenario that I just mapped out about when I say to a customer, maybe it's in a newsletter, in a video where I'm saying to my customers, I'm looking them in the eye, I'm looking in the camera, I'm looking in the eye and say, you know, you, I, I, you're going to hear me say nothing different than I want, I want our customer to be successful. I want them to be able to reach the end of their contract, finance with me again. I want them to feel comfortable you know, sending friends and family. I'm going to say that over and over and over again. People mm -hmm. aren't going to hear anything different from me. And, and now yeah. people imagine what that looks like on the marketing side. We're over here yeah. selling used cars with high miles. And we're just trying to sell this polished used car. Look at, look at this low mile car. Like we're trying to sell cars. Like we're missing the opportunity to sell something mm -hmm. that's far more valuable. Mm -hmm. We got to get, we got to get to the place where yeah. customers can believe that we, we want mean their what success. We, say. we mean what we say. Yeah. Right. And, and I think too, in that, in that expressing that to our customers that we, we, we are here to help you be successful. We really want your success. And we know that there will be hiccups. Yeah. We know that there are going to be speed bumps, things along the way. And we just want you to know, you can come and talk to us about it and, and that we can come up with, with solutions. And I, so, you know, when we talk about you don't have them come in every all the time. Um, so how do you maintain that? I think first off, it's like uh, I I love I love what um, Tommy is such a great example of building a relationship on the on the front end, mm -hmm. and Tommy's also a really great example of um, he goes to social media not about a car but about a story, and there's a car in it. But there's a, there's a customer, there's a person, there's a story, and then there's a happy ending and a solution. And it's usually there's a problem that he talks about. And this is, you know, this is what success looks like. And da, 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 da. So Tommy is on the front end, not only building a relationship with the customer, but he's also building a relationship with the um, customers that he has right now that are following what it is that's happening. He's also building a relationship with people that are just part of the ecosystem that that post shows up to. Um, and so he's building trust from the beginning where he's like, like, and I, I, I loved one of the things that he just um, recently posted and he posted the review from one of the people and the review was Tommy took the time Tommy, you know, they, they really do care. Those kind of reviews mm -hmm. do an awful lot to help people that are not your customers currently, or that are your customers currently feel a level of trust mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, they really do. They listen to the things. Another way of doing this is how are you reaching out to them on a monthly or a quarterly basis and just, and like keeping in contact, keeping somehow keeping that, that, that thread, that connection of communication with them, even if they aren't having any problems. Um, because, you know, we know that you can have a customer that goes 
a year into their contract, not a peep out of them. And then all of a sudden they drop off the face of the planet because something has happened. And so how does that customer know that they can come to you and they can talk to you because it's been a year. And so it's like, it's just a bill I pay. It's not a person or people that really care about me. So what we really encourage is that you find ways to keep that thread of communication and connection open. That can be through a newsletter. That can be through a text message. It goes out every once in a while. That can be, I mean, any number of things that you can come up with that are creative, that it's like you're the customer that's da-da-da-da-da, that's been, that's been great. It can be like you make your payment on time. We, we talked about this before. You make your payment on time for, you know, three months running and you get entered into this gift card thing for $200 gas or food. And then you send out the newsletter. And so it's like, they're getting the thing and they know I just got entered into a thing. You, know, you send out a message, congratulations, you're in the drawing. We'll be drawing it this Friday. And so they're like, Ooh, what was this? And then they're paying attention to maybe I could win something. That is a thread of connection of communication yeah. that you can have with your customer. And that's what I, when mm -hmm. I think about the white hat thing is like, it's a way for us to one of the things we're going to be working on with White mm -hmm. Hat Way is how to help dealers connect to their consumers better and vice versa. Mm -hmm. We've got to improve that level of communication between the buyer and seller. Mm -hmm. And so this is part of how we feel like we do it. And I, yeah. and we promised some tips today. I would just say, find ways to reward honesty, like, yes. like get that incorporated into your training mm -hmm. when customers are being truthful, even though it's a message you don't want to hear. I just, I don't have the payment because I, 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 I lost money at the casino last night or whatever. It's just, it's maybe it just looks like your responsibility, but yeah. if the customer's being honest with you, then let's find ways to reward that and have a mm -hmm. process for how to now, you know, we want collectors at the front line to require documentation and maybe mm -hmm. they wouldn't grant this exception, mm -hmm. but we need to have a way to step in and reward honesty. And, and sometimes and a reward is just thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. and talking to us. You know, just letting us know what's going on. You mm -hmm. know, we can figure this out. Thank right. you. Yeah, we can absolutely figure it out. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out if we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so yeah. we don't have to say that, yeah. but I'm just saying we. the reality is we don't have a hard time. But the other the other thing I would just ask our, our listeners to think about, especially if you're a dealer, you know, maybe it helps to think of it this way. If, if Jim and Michelle started a car dealership tomorrow, buy here, pay your dealership in middle America, our commercials wouldn't feature cars. Mm -hmm. Our commercials, now I might be standing in front of a car that you can't tell what kind of car it is. I might be standing in front of our sign that says we finance, but my commercials are going to be helping. I'm going to be talking to customers in a way that, and to my entire community, I'm going to be talking to them about who we are, what we believe, how we do business and, and why Without saying it, people will draw the conclusion, oh, I see why I would want to do business with you instead of somebody else mm -hmm. like you. And so it's it's how do I earn, how do I become in my community known, liked, and trusted? So now we're back to kind of the marketing side <laughs> of commercials. But doesn't that also translate to anybody mm -hmm. who follows that marketing funnel and comes to me and chooses to do business with me? Mm -hmm. They Don't they have some understanding about who they're doing business with, which is, which is going to carry into the collection mm -hmm. side of that relationship? Absolutely. So, so it's just a different approach and it's something that we, we know that that resonates with a lot of people and you can still do all the business the other mm -hmm. ways you do. It. It's just that when we, when we really genuinely care, mm -hmm. then we should get better about leading with that. 
in marketing and in our conversation mm -hmm. with customers in the collections department. And that's why, you know, when we talk to people about what are you marketing and you, um, that we really encourage dealers to not market cars, but to market like their why, who they are, what the story is, what the program is. And so that people can see themselves um, not necessarily, I mean, you've, you've got cars and, and we're hoping that you've got cars that will do the, the things that you're hoping that they will do for the customer, but that you're, you're like, this is who we are. This is, this is why you want to do business with us. Mm -hmm. And not because we've got the nicest, shiniest cars on the lot, but because we're going to work with you. We know that life has hiccups. Yeah, so I, I think the main thing is just you're going to let the customers get to know you. If you truly care, mm -hmm. then let them get to know yeah. you. They got to know you, like you, and trust mm -hmm. you. And now you've built, you're starting to build a bond. Well, and, the, and that's, as you know, we mentioned the whitehatway.com website. And that is one of the um, foundational pieces of White Hat Way, is to help dealers become known, liked, and trusted in their communities. Mm -hmm. um, and so just, you know, Shameless plug. Um, if there is something that you need some help with, um, give us a call, 903-816-0216. If, if you would like some help, some some actionable items, uh, an accountability partner for, for moving into becoming known, liked, and trusted in your communities, if you see that there's a disconnect, give us a call. Right. You know, we, we, uh, we may be able to help. And, um, and if we can't, we can put you in touch with someone that can. Hopefully if Hopefully. they call, they know, like, and trust yeah. us enough to be honest and say, I don't know how to fix this problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and it's like, okay, then right. let's, let's, let us help you. So yeah. again, um, text or call 903-816-0216. Um, Thank you so much for joining us for White Hat Wednesday yeah. and um, and just watch. You know, we're, we've got a lot of really cool things that are that are very clear and concise things about this is the White Hat way. This join is us. join yeah. us. Join us back here Friday with mm -hmm. Maggie Pagesic. We're going to drill into collection phone calls and uh, talk about how to handle those. So see you Friday. All right, guys. Have a great day and thanks for joining.